0: Glory to God, Acts 10, and we'll begin here in verse 38. I want to minister for the next few minutes tonight on receiving and ministering healing. Uh, I taught this series in healing school some years ago, and uh, we have to focus where physical health is concerned more on receiving healing, receiving it. Acts 10.38. Notice what it says. You know it's a very familiar scripture. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. And healing all. That were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. So ministering healing. Was primary in the ministry of Jesus. And. Because of that, because it was primary in the ministry of Jesus, it should be primary to us as well. It should be primary to every church that calls on the name of Jesus. It should be one of the primary things that they focus on. A key to receiving healing is understanding, realizing, comprehending how much Jesus wants to heal, how much Jesus wants to heal. Let's go over to Matthew 8 and we're going to look at this account in all of the Gospels that it's in. Uh, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. And when he, meaning Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. Now this is so key. Make make note of that however you do it, whether you circle, underline, make asterisk, or write in your notes. He came and he worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand, and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed, immediately. The woos Bible says, a leper having come fell on his knees and touched the ground with his forehead in an expression of profound reverence before him, saying, Master, in the event that you may be having a heartfelt desire, oh, this is powerful, you are able to cleanse me. And having stretched out his hand, he touched him saying, I am desiring it with all my heart. Be cleansed at once. Whew. Isn't that beautiful? The man comes and, and he's, he's reverent, he's worshipful, he's humble. And he, he falls on his face before Jesus And he calls him master. And he says, in the event that you want to heal me, I know you can. Right? And Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I desire it with all my heart. Glory to God. See, that paints a far different picture than a lot of believers have of God's will to heal. Right? a lot of people will say things like, well, yeah, I believe I'll be healed if it's God's will. Well, Jesus has not changed. If He desired to heal this leper with all of His heart, then He desires to heal you with all of His heart. Amen. And think about this. If just, if, if just me as your pastor, or if you're married, your spouse, or a family member, if they came up to you and you were in a store, And they came up to you and said, what do you want in this store? Because I want with all of my heart to bless you with something. You would believe them, right? And you'd go get what your heart desired because of their desire to give it to you. And you would receive it. Well, amen. God, Jesus, desires with all of his heart to see us well. All we have to do is receive it. Amen. We just have to receive it. So Jesus not only desired to heal this man, he desired it with all of his heart. And that hasn't changed. Whenever someone says, well, if it's his will, they don't understand his heart. I ministered this morning and Wednesday. When someone says, well, if God wants to, he can. That's evidence they're not aware of how much God loves them. That's not an indictment. It's just the truth. When you come to figure out and you come to understand by revelation how much God loves you, then you understand what's, what's, what's in, what his love encompasses. It, he wants to heal. He is the If he is love, he wants to heal. If he is love, he is the healer. If he's love, he wants to bless you and prosper you, and he desires that with all of his heart. Amen. Anyone in here that's raised children, you know the sacrifices that go into raising children. Anybody, if you've raised kids, you know the sacrifices. And, and it may have been uh, uh, on a different level for other people. But I told you, when we got born, when we got born again, it was. When we got married, it wasn't long after she'd been born again. And, and it wasn't long after I got back in the plan of God for my life. But here's the point. We didn't have anything. And that first Christmas was bare, buddy. It was bare. I mean, we got the kids some stuff and that was it. Right? But now watch. Who were we concerned with? The kids. Well, who is God concerned with? The kids. The kids. Amen. Hallelujah. One one, one time I got some shirts made up, and and some people didn't like them. And and it was just across the front. It was was shirts for a a, a faith explosion. And it just said, tell the kids I love them, God. Amen. People looked at that, what? Two things that people will look at you funny. I also got some shirts made up one time that said Satan is a punk. <laughs> hey, amen. And, 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 and we, had, we had one guy, he was with a real religious lady and she said, Oh, I wouldn't wear that shirt. The devil might get upset. And he said, Why do I care? He's a punk. So if you say God's real good and the devil's a punk, religious people have a problem with it. But here's the thing to understand, is that God hasn't changed. His desire hasn't changed. Jesus, when you look through the Gospels, there are about 19 miracles recorded where Jesus laid hands on the person or had a personal interaction with them. Now, there are instances where He healed multitudes with His Word. But of those 19, it looks like a lot more because they're repeated, but it's about 19. Of those 19, in 10 instances, their faith was mentioned. 10 instances, their faith was mentioned. The majority of people that we see healed by Jesus, it was their faith that healed them. It was their faith. If this is how it was with Jesus' ministry, then it's how it is with our ministries too. Right? Many people are more focused on people they know who didn't get healed. Than they are on the stripes of Jesus and what he did for our healing. Don't ever focus on who didn't receive. Right? Focus on the fact that he did something for you. Right? If he did it for me. I 'm not accountable for who didn't receive. I remember years ago my goodness, probably oh, I know it was 40 years ago I heard Fred Price preach on the man that they, that they let down through the, the, the roof. I say, Ford Price 35? Well, probably close to 40. They let him down through the roof. And you know how Fred talks, and you know, Fred, he was talking, and he said, "You know, in that, uh, that room, you, know, there was, uh, there was uh, many people that were sick. And he said, uh, but here's what I see. Them didn't get it, but him did. <laughs> Glory be to God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. But, right, but the point that, it, that, that, that struck me was what he said. There were a lot of sick people in there that didn't receive, but the Bible didn't focus on the ones that didn't receive. Yeah. It told you how the one did receive. Yeah. There were a lot that didn't receive, yeah. but it says Jesus looked and saw their faith yeah. and said, your sins are forgiven you, and then a few sentences later, take up your bed and walk. Yeah. Hallelujah. So when, when people focus on who didn't get it, it affects their faith. Yeah. You focus on he did something for me. Yeah. Right? Hallelujah. Everything Jesus said and did is a direct revelation about the will of God for all men for all time. Everything he said and did. The ministry of Jesus is a revelation of God's will. Because he said, I only do those things my father tells me to do. I only say those things my father tells me to say. Right? And and, and that's what I got to keep in my mind. People will say very often, if you meet the conditions of healing, there are conditions for healing, but the first condition for healing is believing not only that he can, but that he will. That, 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 that's key to your faith. Hallelujah. Look at Luke chapter 5. Let's look at what Brother Luke says. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. Whew. As my daddy used to say, look out, devil, here we come. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man, now here, look what Luke says, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he put forth his hand, touched him, saying, I will be clean, and immediately the leprosy departed from him. Full of leprosy. So Luke goes even further and says, this guy was ate up with leprosy. Right? Multiplied thousands came to hear and to be healed. And and they heard, and then they were healed. We're healed by our faith, and faith comes by hearing. Right? So when I hear that God wants to heal and that God will heal, it builds my faith. You need to hear constantly how much God wants to heal you. Amen. T.L. Osborne said this. He said, any promise of God that is believed becomes the power of God. When you hear a promise and you believe it, it becomes the power of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said, I will, immediately, that became the power of God for this leper. That was it. That's all he needed, to know that God wanted to, to know that Jesus would. Amen. There are people that you know and I know, they just need to know God will. They don't know God will. They've either been raised in a church that didn't tell them that, or they they just are ignorant of the fact. Ignorance is what stops many people from receiving from God. But I'm telling you that God wants to. God desires it with all of His heart. And when your faith receives it, it'll be instant. God will do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Mark 1. Mark chapter 1. Glory to God. Mark chapter 1 verse 40. Here's the third account. And there came a leper to him beseeching him. And kneeling down to him. And said to him, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Now see, Mark adds something to it. He was moved with compassion. I, 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 I ministered a series called Built with Mercy. And that word compassion means active it, the, the, the word mercy means active compassion, all right? And it carries the idea of the flowing of the mercy of God. Notice Jesus saw this man and he had compassion. He was moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the, leopard depart, the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. You know, something that struck me when I was looking at all these verses is this man really lived, and he was really healed by Jesus. You know, these are not just stories. There really was a leper that really lived, and he was really healed by Jesus. Hallelujah. These were real people that really were healed. Leprosy was and is obviously a terribly deforming disease. What happens in leprosy is people lose what they call nervous sensitivity. All right? In other words, the 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 they lose sensitivity in their in their appendages, right? Because because there's there's uh, it's dying. And it starts in their fingers, their toes, their their nose, their ears, their feet, right? And when that begins to happen, a person in those more advanced stages can put their hand on a hot stove and not know it, or cut their foot badly and not know it. Most lepers died from wounds that would become infected. That should tell you it's of the devil, right? Well, why is this important? Because this is what this man was dealing with. He's full of leprosy. He's not just facing a challenge. Amen. This man came to Jesus kneeling. Notice what it says. It says. Kneeling down to him. Kneeling is an indication of humility. Pride will hinder a person's faith where healing's concerned. I had a lady one time come and visit with me, and she had a, uh, a form of blood cancer. I don't, uh, it was in the blood. I don't know what, if it was leukemia or exactly what it was, but that, that was the case. And, and I'd had a healing meeting at another church, and some pe- people had gotten healed, and she was there. And she came, and uh, she was talking with me, And uh, I said, well, dear sister, how can I help you? And we got talking about healing and she needed healing. And finally, she made this statement to me. She said, well, God should heal me. God ought to heal me. And I said it in tones of kindness, but it was by the Holy Spirit. I said, well, sister, why should God heal you? Well, because I'm a good person. Well, right away, that's pride. Look how good I am. And I said, well, what do you mean you're a good person? Well, I keep the Ten Commandments. Well, I almost did the same thing. I almost laughed. Because if you tell me you keep all the commandments, pretty good indicator you don't. Because you can't keep the commandments without help from the Spirit. Right? Amen. Well, here's my point. I wasn't being ugly to the lady, but there was a pride there. God ought to heal me. I deserve to be healed. When someone puts it that way, it's an indicator that they're putting their faith in what they are able to produce. In my works. My dad one time, uh, he was preaching in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was in the middle of summer. And if you've ever been in Pennsylvania in the summer, it's horribly hot and humid. And uh, so uh, this was, of course, back in the late 60s, early 70s. And, and they didn't have a lot of the, you know, central air and things we have now. So the church door, long story short, was open. And uh, they had really good praise and worship, kind of like we had tonight. And uh, uh, while the praise and worship was playing, there was a prostitute that was walking down the street. And she came in. She came in, number one, because she wanted to get in, you know, where it might be a little cooler, and and number two, because she heard the worship. Well, she was sitting there in the back, and as he was preaching, my dad was an evangelist, and uh, uh, he was preaching on the, you know, uh, the goodness of God, a salvation message like evangelists do. She got convicted and came up to get saved when he gave the altar call. Well, when she came up to get saved, she was blind in one eye. Well, when he led her to the Lord, she got healed. Yeah. That eye just popped open. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, after service, the pastor's wife came to my dad. Pastor's wife is stone deaf. All right? She can read lips perfectly, but she's deaf. And she asked my father, I want to ask you a question. She said, Look at me. I'm holy right? I I live right, I live holy, and I'm deaf, and God has not healed me. I want to ask you why that streetwalker can come in and get saved and get healed. And my dad said, because she didn't think she was anything. She knew everything she needed. She knew only God could do it. You're basing it on your long dress, your long hair, your no makeup. And you'll never get healed basing what you are doing as as the foundation for God blessing you and healing you. It'll never happen. Amen. Every person Jesus healed was unsaved. Every person Jesus healed was not born again. Amen. So that proves it can't be works of righteousness that we have done. Why is that so important? Healing involves humility. And he came and knelt down to Jesus. Pride will hinder faith. We don't tell God how to heal us. We do what he tells us to do. Hallelujah. Brother Hagin told the story. Of, of people in a, in a meeting that he had back in the 1950s. And uh, 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 there were people there that needed healing. And he said, the Lord asked me to have people come down that needed healing. And he said, that's all he told me. And when they got down there, the Lord said to him, tell these people that are in this line, if they'll take off and run around this building, I'll heal them. And he said, that's what I told them. I, he said i'm not going to lay hands on you the lord just told me that if you'll take off and start running around this building god will heal you and he said there were people that they had to almost carry down right he said there was one guy couldn't move his feet just scoot his feet a little bit he was all bowed over and he said man when i told him that he said you should have seen that guy took off scooting around that room and and other people and he said he said he scooted up that aisle and scooted down this aisle, and scooted around the front, and didn't look any better. He said, but about time he started scooting back up, that scoot turned into a run, God healed him. Other people, God healed. He said, I went to another, a lady that was standing here that had walked down, that had walked down under her own power. And he said, I told her, Sister, God says if you'll take off running around this room, He'll heal you. And he said, she took off, took a couple steps, and then just looked at him and said, I can't, I just, I can't do it. Now think about that for a moment. See, she just wanted hands laid on her without any effort. We don't tell God how to heal us. Amen. We do what he says. Oh, glory. God might ask you to stand up and worship Him. Yeah. Amen. My my mother was dealing with what she uh, later believed and found to be cancer. And, and she was just, they were traveling and, and her body was just not responding and, and she was losing weight. I mean, to the point that people were telling my dad, I'm worried about her. You know, she might not live, some people said. And I remember them coming to Kansas City, and she was talking to me about it. And, uh, and, and she said, you know, son, there, there are people that are worried. She said, but I'm telling you, I'm in faith. I know God's going to heal me. And I looked at her and said, Mom, I wouldn't hinder your faith for anything. I believe God with you. I'm in agreement with you. And uh, the next meeting they went to, she walked in, in, in the, the church and sat down on the front row. And in the middle of that service, the Lord spoke to her and said, if you'll stand up on your feet and begin to worship the beaten lamb of Calvary, I'll heal you tonight. And she said, I stood up on my feet and raised my hands and I felt energy come into my body. I felt my body change. And from that moment on, she was totally healed, never dealt with it again. Amen. But think about this. There's that moment. Stand up and worship me. Right? And I'll heal you. Well, why, why did God have to do it that way? It's just an act of faith. It's an act of humility. It's saying, I will do what you're asking me to do. This man came to Jesus and fell on his face. And what he's saying is, I can't heal myself. I have no hope. I, I am, I'm dying yeah. if you don't do something. And I know you can. I don't know if you will. But I know you can. And Jesus saw the act of worship and the reverence. And he said, I desire it with all my heart and healed the man. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Remember, remember, there's another leper in the Old Testament. and You, you remember the, the story, Naaman the Syrian. And uh, <clears throat> the little girl said, if he was in Israel, the prophet would heal him of that leprosy. And you remember the story, for the sake of time, we'll fast forward. But he went, and he went to Elijah's house, right? And Gehazi came to the door, his servant. And he said, my master says, go wash, go dip seven times in the River Jordan. Prophet didn't even come to the door. Now, wait a minute. I'm full of leprosy. Right? But there's this inkling, there's this element of pride. Doesn't he know who I am? Right. Yeah. I thought surely he'd wave his hand over the place. And speak some words and recover me of the leprosy. In Nabana and far, far rivers of Damascus, aren't they better than Jordan? And he scratched off, peeled out, threw rocks up against the, the, the house. Maybe not, but that's my story. And he's headed back. Now think about this. But he's headed back. A leper. And he had some friends. Or acquaintances. And they said hey 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 hey. If he'd asked you to do something great. Something difficult. You would have done it. He said yeah. He said well you got to lose. If God tells you to dip. Just go dip. Not Copenhagen. Just go dip. Amen. And, 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 and right? If he tells you go dip in the river for your healing. Don't ask for prayer. Don't ask for somebody to agree with you. Just go dip. And it says he went and he dipped and he came clean. Glory be to God. See? Real humility goes along with faith. This man didn't care what anybody thought. He he was probably scaly, skin peeling, runny sores. But he didn't care. He came and fell on his knees in front of Jesus. Amen. I've I've watched people like that before. They didn't care what anybody thought. It, It didn't matter. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm getting healed tonight. Amen. Amen. You know, Mark Hankins preached a message one time and he said, he, he said that, uh, that there used to be a guy that he would see had a, a commercial. And this guy sold tires. All right. And uh, the guy's commercial went like this. He said, uh, 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 you know, tires aren't pretty, but they sure are needful. And he said, every time you turn on the TV, you'd see that guy up there. Real cheesy commercial. Tires aren't pretty, but they sure are needful. And he said, that night he was in service. And the Lord said, he told the people through him. That if you'll start praising and worshiping and shouting in faith. God will heal your body. And he said, I looked over to the right, and I saw some ladies, and he said, they had an ugly shout going on. I mean, they were screaming and shouting and crying, and it was just ugly. He said, right here in my spirit, I heard, faith isn't pretty, but it sure is needful. (laughs) Amen. Do do you understand? Part of this pride element Is when people tell you you're going too far. You backing off. Don't do that. God is your healer. And he'll keep you. Amen. I've told you the story about the young man that was healed in my father's meetings. When he he had that uh, issue was shaking uncontrollably. And he was there all week. And all that week, that young man would stand up and testify how he was healed, shaking uncontrollably. And finally, on Saturday morning, his mother got upset with him because they were at the breakfast table. And he was pouring the cereal and poured it all over the table, got a little in the bowl. Amen. Then took the sugar and did the same thing. And then he reached for the milk, and that was it. That was too much. She said, now you're not healed. You're still shaking just as much as you ever were. And he looked at his mother and he said, mother, I am too healed. And he pointed his finger at her and never shook another day in his life. But he had to go through a week of people saying, you're not healed. Mama saying, you're not healed. People look, listen, humility says, I don't care what anybody else says or thinks. I'm healed. Amen. I'm healed. Amen. I'm well. Amen. And God will keep me. Yes. Pride. Pride. Is concerned about what people think. Don't ever be concerned about what people think. Amen. Because it will hinder you. Am I helping you? He said. If you will. At this point. The man doesn't have faith to be healed. He believes something. He probably heard that Jesus had healed others. And he believed that he could heal. Yet he's not healed. He believed he could, but what did he question? His will to do it. You can perish believing God can heal. I've, I've watched people, unfortunately, I've watched people die believing God can heal. Now, that's, that's better than being an unbelief. I mean, stark unbelief. I knew a lady one time, very precious lady, very precious to me, very precious in the first years of our ministry and uh, she contracted cancer and uh uh she would lay in 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 her room and and watch healing evangelists and 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 hear healing scriptures but something that she always said that never it never rang strong with me was i know god can i know god can i never heard i know god will right if, if I came up to Pastor Larry over here and I said, you know, uh, he's dealing with something. And I said, brother, God wants you to deliver you of that. And Pastor Larry goes, well, I know God can. Well, see, he knows God can. But here's the thing. The Bible says even the demons believe and tremble that God can. Right. There were two people. I had a, a good friend of mine. Some of you may have heard him minister uh, Pastor Scott Webb. A good, wonderful man of God. And uh, he was at Ramah camp meeting one year. And uh, he, there were two people that he was going to talk to. Both of them were battling cancer. And he went to the first man. And this man had written pamphlets and, 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 and uh, little, little books about healing. And he knew he was dealing with cancer. And he went up to him and he said, hey, how you doing? Wanted to hook up with him. How can I hook up? And the man looked at him and said, well, you know, the Bible has too much to say about healing for it not to be true. And, you know, there's just too much about healing in the Scripture for it not to be true. And he said, the the guy walked off, and he said, when he walked off, I thought, he don't got it. He doesn't have it. And he said he went to the next person, it happened to be a lady, and he said, how are you doing? And she said, I'm healed of the Lord, bless God. Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's how I'm doing. Now, I'll ask you the question. Do I have to tell you who died and who lived? Nope. Was it God's will that either one of them died? No. No. Was it God's will that both of them get healed? Yes. Yes. What was the problem? One believed God could. The other one believed God had. From this night forward, don't ever say, I'm going to be healed. I am healed. healed. Right? Right? Well, how would you think if, if Brother Vernon here, or anybody, but we'll pick on Vernon. If, you know, he's sitting, yeah, right, Andre's okay with that. And he's, he's, he's sitting there in church, and you see him in church, and he's sitting there going, I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. I'm coming to church. We're going to call the guys with the white coats. Come get him. Come get him. He don't know whether he's coming or going. He's already got it. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, now, now think about that. When someone says, I'm going to be healed. What they're saying is one day I believe that these symptoms are going to leave my body. And then I'll feel healed. And then I'll say I'm healed. The problem with that is that's not faith. Jesus healed you over 2,000 years ago. So I am healed. I am the healed of the Lord. That's it. He's not going to heal me. He said in Deuteronomy 7, 15, I will take all sickness out of your midst. So that's it. If he said he would, he did. So it's gone. It's gone. I'm a sickness-free zone. You are too. We declare that over you all the time. Your homes are disease-free in Jesus' name. Amen. I I had to train myself years ago to say that. When somebody mentions cancer around me, I say, I'm a cancer-free zone. So are you. Say it out loud. I'm a cancer-free zone. Say say, say this. I'm a COVID-free zone. That's it. I'm not emphasizing that for any other reason. That's just what the world's dealing with. But the world's dealing with it. Jesus dealt with it. Hallelujah. You know, there's a minister here in the area that really come under some flack. When, when they first wanted churches to start closing down. And he said, I don't see any reason to close down. Jesus redeemed us from all disease 2,000 years ago. And people really gave him a hard time. Well, I know that there are people that can act in foolishness and not in faith. But here's the thing. If Jesus has redeemed you, he's redeemed you. And he has. So my point is, he said, if you will... So at that point, he doesn't have faith to be healed. Hallelujah. Believing God can heal, people can perish, because believing God can heal is not faith to receive healing. It's always God's will for you to be healed. Always. 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 That's the biggest thing that people... Over the years. Have dealt with me about. Well what if you lay hands on someone. They don't get healed. Then they need to come back. And keep building their faith. Amen. They ask Oral Roberts. What are you going to do. If the next person you lay hands on dies. He said I'm going to say next. Now that can sound callous. But what he's saying is. I'm not the healer. Healing has to be received. Am I helping you tonight? This account is a direct revelation of God's desire to heal. Compassion means this. It means that your insides yearn. Think about that. People who question God's desire to heal don't know him in this area. Or his ability to keep them. They don't know him in this area. And we need to work on the receiving end of healing. Not the sending end. The receiving end. Amen. When you get up in the morning. You need to look at yourself in the mirror. And say there stands a healed man of God. There stands a healed woman of God. Speak to your body. Start at the top of your head and go down to the soles of your feet and tell every part of your body to work in the, in the, in the, in the conformity to what, how God created it to function. Amen. Because sickness is a, uh, Lord, help me say this right. Sickness is an abnormality. It's abnormal. Should be. The Bible calls it the diseases of this world. Egypt is always referred to and and a reference to the world. And God said in the book of Exodus, he said, none of the evil diseases of Egypt that you know will come on you. Who did he say they were the evil diseases of? Egypt, the world, not us. I am delivered. Galatians chapter 1. I am delivered from the evil world because it is the will of God. Amen. So when you say, none of the diseases of this age will come on me, that doesn't mean you won't be challenged with them. But to come on you, they have to stay. They can't stay. They gotta go. Amen. Isn't that good? Brother Hagin said this. He said, healing is by degree, based on the measure of anointing ministered and the measure of faith receiving. Healing is by degree. The point in healing is not what you feel, but that you believe you receive. Not what you feel, but that you believe you receive. uh, I'll try to end with this. I had a, for years, Uh, we've taught healing school, they still, we still have healing school in the Kansas location, and I think I'm getting my schedule worked out where we can begin it here again, Uh, hopefully, not making any promises, so don't look for a date yet, but uh, we do need to have healing school here again, but uh, I was, I was doing healing school, and uh, I, 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 I looked up one day, and a young lady, and this young man came in, and when they came in, it was evident they were sick, and, uh, you know when when you when you operate in in healing and and a healing ministry you kind of begin to understand and see people when they're sick and recognizing that and so i was ministering along the lines of of what we're doing but more along the lines that faith takes when mark 11 says uh, uh, Jesus said, you know, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in, uh, you know, those things he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, when you pray, believe that you receive. The word receive is take. Believe that you take it and you'll have it. And so those were along the lines I was ministering on. And, uh, you know, I didn't uh, see a change. They didn't come talk to me. I mean, uh, you know. Nothing was done. Well, they kept coming back to healing school. And they came for weeks. And uh, I started seeing them not barely getting in to walking in good. Right? And, And then they went from that to kind of bouncing in. And he eventually dropped off and she kept coming. And I began to see the color come back. Well, I didn't know what was going on she had been diagnosed with what they, uh, Crohn's disease. You know, the biggest issue with Crohn's disease is your body does not absorb nutrients from your food. And she said, before I started coming to healing school, she said, uh, I could not work. I was working from home, but I couldn't work a full day without having to lay down. I was so exasperated. I was so wore out. And she said, when I started coming to healing school, she said, my body started gaining strength and I got to where I could start sitting up and working. Well, I watched her just get healed. Yeah. And uh, then I just didn't see her. And it went for probably a couple months, I guess. And uh, on a Wednesday night, I was preaching. And and uh, about midway through the service, this young lady walked in the back door. And you can kind of guess where I'm going with this. But... I mean, I didn't recognize her. She looked so different. I didn't recognize her. And after church, she came up and she said, you remember me? And she gave me her name. I said, oh, yeah, I remember you. I said, what happened? She said, well, she said, my job moved me to Colorado. And I've been living in Colorado. She said, but I want you to know I'm completely healed. I'm symptom free. I don't have any of that problem anymore. And she made this statement. The word healed me. That's what will happen every time. The Bible says that the Word is medicine to our flesh. Amen. And so, when I believe I have received, and I've watched this over the years, I've watched it, I don't know how many times. There was a lady that came uh, to the church, and uh, she actually asked us to pray over a handkerchief. And uh, she, this handkerchief was for her sister-in-law. And uh, uh, I didn't know the ins and outs, but she told me what she was praying for. Uh, her sister-in-law had uh, been diagnosed at one point with cancer in uh, uh, her reproductive system. And uh, she had went through chemotherapy, and the chemotherapy had destroyed parts of her body. Uh, uh, destroyed her ovaries, destroyed her ability to have children. As a matter of fact, the doctors went in and took her ovaries out, and said, "And here's what they said." Now I'm not being common. This is what they said: "You'll never need them again because you can't have kids. Your reproductive systems destroyed." Well, she brought a handkerchief up. We laid hands on the handkerchief. She sent it to her sister-in-law. Sister in law put it on her body, said, Lord, hands were laid on this handkerchief, and I believe that you're, you've healed me. A couple months later, she's sick. She goes to the doctor. The doctor says, This makes no sense. She said, What do you mean? He said, This is impossible. She said, What do you mean? And he said it again this is crazy. This is impossible. She said, what do you mean? Why am I sick? He said, because you're such and such weeks pregnant. (laughs) Now, I don't know how they do this. I'm not a medical professional. But they examined her, and her entire reproductive system was brand new. Nobody laid hands on her. She received the healing. Amen. Amen. I got the letter about her healing with the picture of her and the baby that the doctor said she could never have. Yeah. When people talk to me about how healing doesn't always work, you're too late. That's right. You're too late. That's right. I've already seen it too much. Me? Okay. Amen. That same lady that had her sister-in-law prayed for through that handkerchief had a problem in her sinuses. And one sinus passage had grown over with bone and the doctor said you know we can do this procedure but it's risky because we'd have to drill up into that nasal that sinus passage and and you know i mean i think about that and that's like going through the curse you know the botch and the itch and the scab and none of that sounds good you know what do you got the botch oh boy god oh, the itch that just doesn't <laughs> sound good <laughs> don't get around him he's got the scab you know but anyway <laughs> Anyway, she came and she brought the, uh, well, they call it a CAT scan or whatever it is. And and showed the blockage. It was was completely white. It was calcium deposit up in there. But here's the thing. We had laid hands on her. And she also brought another scan. After we had laid hands on her. Totally open. She just received. All you have to do is receive. Not hard. Just receive it. But that's the thing that people don't understand. Not you is not what I'm saying. People. They don't understand. My job is to receive. When uh, I'll say this and we'll close. When uh, our kids were little, and I, I do it with Lily now as well. But when our kids were little, we'd be going somewhere, maybe an amusement park or, or a, you know, a, a trip, vacation, whatever. And I would get all those little kids together and, and, and everybody would be excited. And I'd say, okay, now there's one rule. What is it? And they'd say out loud, we have to have fun. <laughs> yep, that's it. We've got to have fun. That's the rule. Here's the rule about healing you have to receive that's it you just have to receive you have to receive that that you receive healing the same way you receive salvation you just receive it it's just that simple amen so stand up tonight and and i'm not going to lay hands on on you uh, i just want you to receive because you know the bible says When Jesus was in that room that was packed out, and they let the man down, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Jesus is our example, and over and over again, people were healed by His word, people were healed by touching His garment, people were healed by Him laying hands on them. But we see mass multitudes healed by the spoken word. T.L. Osborne said that's what changed his ministry. That's what brought such such results, was when he understood, I don't have to lay hands on everybody, I just have to present Jesus. And at one time, he had seen more people healed than any other evangelist. Hallelujah. So right now, just close your eyes with me tonight. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. And and here's the thing, even if you're not sick in your body, we're inoculating, we're vaccinating. Amen? Amen but if if you have an issue in your body you're going to speak to it if you can you put hands on it and it's going to go say this with me say Father in the name of Jesus I have heard the word tonight and based on that word I receive my healing I receive healing of this infirmity it will go and it will not return. I receive complete health. I am defended by the healing power of Jesus. Right now, I vaccinate my body from every sickness, every disease. I am a disease-free zone in Jesus' name. Amen. Now turn and tell somebody how healed you are. Tell Him how healed you are. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory to God. When uh, when I was in West Africa in a crusade I was ministering through the, the, the week and I had made a statement that on a Friday night we were going to Friday or Saturday I don't remember which one we were going to be praying for the sick. And uh when you're ministering there, I had, never, I had never experienced disease and sickness like I had there. It, you could smell it. The, the crowds would show up and you could smell the sickness. It was just horrid. And, uh, but anyway, long story short, I, and, and I did. I laid hands on as many people. I wore myself out. I couldn't lay hands on everybody. And uh, finally I said, if you can't get up front, you just receive your healing wherever you're at. And I, and I spoke the word. I didn't know this, but a lady had come the night that I, that I said we were going to pray for the sick, and her baby, little, little, little child, two years old, I think, maybe, had cut its leg. And of course, there's not a lot of medical equipment there, and, and, and they don't know a lot about hygiene in, in that area. Not, I'm not being defamatory. It's just how it was. Well, the leg got gangrene. And by the time she got the, do- the child to the doctor, they said, well, we're going to keep the child till Monday and cut the leg off. Because it, it, if we don't, the child won't survive. <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting anybody do this. But that mother knew we were going to pray for the sick. She snuck into that hospital and broke her baby out of the hospital and brought that child to that healing meeting. And could not get close. Now she's telling this story on a Sunday morning in testimony. Thousands of people heard this, and she said, "I got there and I was so disheartened, Because the meeting was almost over and I couldn't get to the front." And she said, "But uh, uh, the pastor said, 'Lay your hands on your body.'" And she said, "I laid my hands on my child's leg," and she said these words, "That was rotten." And I said what he told us to say. And she said, when I took my hand up, it was brand new flesh. And she had the baby there showing us the baby. See, she did, she was not under the word. She wasn't consistently under the word. She heard and received. Heard and received. See, it's not. That people in those type of countries. Third world countries. It's not that they have more faith. They just receive. Americans are taught to question everything. Question everything. I'm an American. but And we are. And we should be thankful for that. But you got to receive. You got to receive. Those connectors, boy the Lord keeps talking to me about that, in the brain they're going to connect they're going to connect, you just got to receive that I I don't know what the problem is with that, but this is like the third time I've said this publicly, God's going to heal that and that's not going to be an issue That, that dazed feeling that it's going away and it's not coming back Lord, I believe that. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for healing your people. We thank you for keeping them healed. And, Father, we glorify you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen.